0: Mark eight begins with during those days, another large crowd gathered, which by this point shouldn't shock you at all. If you've been following along, you know that in just about every story, there is a crowd trying to figure out who Jesus really is and really not being able to crack the code. This first story is the same. And when you read it, it'll sound like deja vu. There's another large crowd who is hungry, and Jesus tells his disciples, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. Sound familiar? And then, once again, his disciples don't know how to answer. They say, but we're in this remote place. Can anyone get enough bread to feed them? and so jesus asks how many loaves they have and when he finds out it's seven he gives thanks for what they have and uses a few loaves to feed thousands of people with you guessed it seven baskets left over exactly the same amount they started with then he gets into a boat with the disciples and sails away see i told you you're thinking we've heard this story almost exactly the same huge massive crowd remote place the word wilderness by the way coming back into play and then jesus gives thanks for the little that they do have and they have more than enough to feed the whole crowd two very similar stories however there is one major difference if you remember back from the last story this crowd isn't a crowd of jewish people they are in decapolis surrounded by gentiles non-jewish people and notice once again jesus has more than enough to feed them do you see what's happening here the circle is expanding the disciples worldview is also being stretched and jesus is showing over and over again that he has more than enough not just for your inner circle but also for every person in the entire world now remember the first story where jesus feeds thousands of people they are in israel and notice in that story they had 12 baskets of leftovers found which is symbolic for them think the 12 tribes of israel but now in this story there are seven baskets of leftovers found and seven was a symbolic number for the gentiles the land they were in was called the land of the seven seven gentile nations and so once again notice everything jesus does is on purpose He is showing his disciples, once again, that he is the Messiah, not just of Israel, but of the entire world, and that's just the intro. There's more going on in this
1: story. Welcome to Season 6 of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's Gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes would lead you into more, into a time of reading, reflection, prayer, whatever it is for you. The goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today.
0: Peter was relieved to be back on the west side of the Sea of Galilee. He was always more on edge in the areas that were predominantly Gentile. Even though he realized with a bit of irony, they always seemed to be a lot less likely to critique the movement. The team landed at shore, and before Peter and Andrew could even get out and tie up the boat, a group of Pharisees approached Jesus. A word, the one in the front of the line said sharply, Jesus motioned to welcome them into the circle, and the questions began to come at Jesus quickly, sharp, and loaded, Peter noticed. They're testing him, he thought to himself. We've heard all of the commotion, they were saying. We've heard what people say about the miracles and the multiplication of food. We'd like to see it. Jesus let out a deep sigh. Peter noticed he'd been doing that more and more recently. As if becoming more and more frustrated, not by the people per se, but by the sin problem. The thing that's keeping the people from understanding who he really is. Peter also continued to notice progress in his own life. Like he was beginning to think, act, and talk more like his rabbi. Like he was beginning to understand who Jesus really was. Why does this generation ask for a sign? Jesus asked, looking at his disciples rather than the Pharisees. Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to it. With that, he nodded to Peter, who laughed. He knew what that nod meant. The boat didn't get much of a break. Time to untie it and head back out to sea. As the team set sail, emotions were high. Part of Peter felt like they had just pulled a prank, but the other part of him worried that the moment with the Pharisees was a sign that things were about to get much more serious. His thoughts were interrupted by an argument. What do you mean we only have one loaf of bread left? Simon the Zealot was unhappy. He was shouting at Thaddeus. You had one job to do, go into town and load up on supplies. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I got caught up in the debate with the Pharisees and then everything happened so fast, I just forgot. Be careful, Jesus's words were sharp. They cut right through whatever Simon was about to say in rebuttal. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Then he walked to the back of the boat. Yeast of the Pharisees, of Herod, is he mad about the bread? The argument was long and unfruitful, and Peter had enough wherewithal to stay out of it. And so did Jesus, who just stayed in the back of the boat until he realized the disciples weren't getting anywhere. Why are you talking about having no bread? Jesus asked, rejoining them in the middle of the boat. Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember when I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, Simon said. And when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Seven, Thaddeus responded. Silence. Peter stood up at the front of the boat, smiling at the disciples' discomfort as they realized the point of the story had just sailed by and they'd completely missed it. Do you still not understand? was all Jesus said. I love this moment because there is so much going on. After Jesus' argument with the Pharisees, the disciples get back on the boat and quickly realize they forgot to buy extra bread. And so I picture a pretty vain argument that was less about logic and more about being hangry. But the argument is silly because they just witnessed Jesus feed thousands of people with a few loaves of bread, and yet they're back to being terrified that they are going to go hungry that's how the scarcity mindset works right you always feel like you are about to run out and so you can watch the rabbi take a little and stretch it into a lot and that satisfies your mind for a few moments until the next trial comes your way all it takes is one little ounce of fear and that gets into your head like yeast spreading through bread And it makes you revert right back to that same old scarcity mindset. Jesus kept trying to show his disciples that they needed a new wineskin for the new wine. A new mindset for the new thing he was doing. Because in the kingdom of heaven, there is always enough. Which means instead of worrying about what you don't have, you just need to be grateful for what you do have. Just be thankful, because you will always have more than enough. But, as we all know, it can be really hard to live that way. And so, on one hand, we watch the disciples panic about not having enough bread for 13 of them after Jesus just fed thousands, and we want to make fun of them for their lack of faith. But then, on the other hand, we read the story and realize we do the exact same thing. And so, take a moment and think about your day. Is there any way you are operating from a place of scarcity when Jesus is inviting you to live the abundant life he came to bring you? It's a small change to make, but it will yield massive results.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope season six is bringing Mark's gospel to life for you, and that this episode helped you see the bigger picture Mark is painting for us. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, and rating and review it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories and appreciate you coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for our next story.